Should we give any details away right now or just completely be vague? We should be vague. We should uh, introduce it the right way in our okay. next segment. But it's going to be a great show. I can't wait, Steve. With that, with that special in-studio guest here. That's right. I'm with you on that. Okay. I understand that this guest is so big, they will be bringing an entourage with them. That is exactly right. A uh, An entourage. This The show has had a lot of young guests recently. That's maybe the only detail and maybe the only uh, nugget I can give out there. And we're going to have an entourage here in our, our Lubingo Oil Changer Studios. I like that. I like that. So that's all coming up here today. Foss will join us at 5. We're also going to talk. Adrian is going to chat uh, and do a little rice conversation with Matthew Bartlett from The Roost. That's going to be coming up at 6 o'clock today. If you think about uh, the headlines, and you just heard from Adrian a moment ago, kind of giving us uh, the lowdown, the biggest story to me, and the thing I'm surprised the most, is that Sean McVay is staying with the Rams. I did not expect that. I thought he was out. I thought so too, Steve. I was very worried uh, as the resident L.A. Rams fan here on our studios. I was very worried because um, this the the future, or at least the near future for the Rams, looked a little grim. I mean, Matt Stafford uh, had be, has been dealing with a ton of injuries. They paid so much money to all their stars, a la Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and it has become unsustainable. I mean, their window closed at the perfect time when they won the Super Bowl, and coming off one of the worst seasons you're going to find from the Rams in a while um they, they are they their first round draft pick goes to the Lions so not a lot of hope for the future at least the near future and you hope that uh Sean McVay can be the man to lead them in whatever this next era is for the Rams post Super Bowl yeah that's one of the big stories today how about the other story that Brian Gunkunst spent uh, 30 minutes with the media and said that they are not ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers we, we have this every offseason right yeah, it's the annual Aaron Rodgers drama. It's just like Brett Favre. Remember how, do you, well, I mean, you were a kid, but do you remember the soap opera that was Brett Favre's career late in, late in his career where we never knew if he wanted to stay or go and they always had ESPN reporters camped out at his house for weeks? Yes, I, I definitely remember this. I was definitely a huge NFL fan um, you know, growing up, and I remember the uh, the Brett Favre fiasco. Every offseason, it was like, all right, is he going to retire? Is he coming back? Okay, now he's with the Jets. All right, now he's traded to the Vikings. Um, you know, it's so interesting the way that Brett Favre kind of exited out of the NFL, and he did not exit gracefully. I mean, he, nope. he uh, kept that going on as long as he could. I think he enjoyed it. Yeah. I really do. I think he enjoyed it a lot. So I think Aaron Rodgers enjoys this. He likes the attention. He likes being on podcasts. He likes being on uh, daily uh, sports talk with Pat well, McAfee. He loves Pat. Like that. He loves Pat. I mean, that's that's the show. For he him. loves controversy. He loves to be the instigator as well. And Pat loves to um, make sure that it takes it to the next level, right? That's funny. Oh, yeah. Definitely. No, that's true. Um, we had a lot of interesting feedback from UTEP Zay's story about young fans connecting with UTEP. That is also really interesting. 
Re- you, you really did. We had a lot of people chime in. Uh, I think it hit home with a lot of parents specifically because uh, you heard from a lot of them saying that their kids are minor fans, that they are raising their kids as minor fans. And uh, if you haven't read the story, I encourage you, 600ESPNElPaso.com, you could just read the frustrations of a young UTEP fan and the disconnect with the youth that uh, UTEP Zay writes about. As far as the, the comments, though, I, you almost feel like you can connect with a lot of these, don't you? Yeah, I feel like you can because uh, a lot of people will say how much they loved UTEP basketball growing up as a kid, and they will echo and share a lot of the same passion that UTEP Zay has as a young fan for UTEP sports. Problem is with that Zay writes that there aren't a lot of teenagers his age who have those that same passion for UTEP. Well, you've got one um, poster on the Facebook uh, story that said he's 56, and his parents took him to minor games when he was young. He took his kids to minor games, and they wore orange, and then said if kids are not into minor athletics today, it's because there's a generational gap that we lost as fans. comes from Mark Pettis. That's a very interesting comment by Mark. Uh, the generational gap that we lost as fans, that part uh, really resonates with me because there is a generational gap. You just go to any basketball game, you'll see the generational gap right there, and uh, it's a problem for UTEP. They've got to try to fix that. How about Vicente Dominguez, who uh, messaged on uh, on Facebook and commented and said, these past seasons, UTEP football has invited high school bands, youth football teams, and cheer teams to be part of the game festivities. It works because parents come and watch their kids. But how do we keep these kids to become eventual fans? Well, the fact that they're inviting them um, just to be part of the festivities, that's a good start. That is a very good start. That is a great start. I agree with that. The problem is, and I'm sure you notice it too, after that halftime performance or whatever, first quarter performance is done, a lot of those parents leave. So uh, that ending question that uh, Vicente had, uh, how do we keep these kids to become eventual fans? Yeah, that's a really good question. It is. So it's definitely something we can dive into a little deeper on the show. In fact, we also had others uh, commenting on Twitter. And that's also something I love. Rudy commented and said uh, on Twitter, I became a minor fan because my dad would take me to all the home and football and basketball games as a young kid. Today's parents don't take their kids to games. I live in Austin and I see the families at the football and basketball games, but I agree uh, with you. It starts with the youth. That's interesting. Maybe that's true. Maybe the fan, maybe the, uh, a lot of the parents uh, don't take the kids to games as much now as they used to. Yeah, maybe it's more of a date night type of situation. Maybe it's more of an individual thing, or maybe you know it's friends uh, going to the games instead of families. I- I'm not sure. I, I don't know um, what what that what it really is. And it's interesting that Rudy cites Austin and sees a lot of families at the football and basketball games. But I'm telling you, Adrian, because I have a ten year old who goes to games, but. There are um, jumping places all over El Paso where kids can go and just hang out for hours upon hours playing dodgeball, do zip lining, jump around. There's places throughout the city that do that. You still have to deal with Top Golf. You still have to deal with the movies like you did before. But there are just a lot of different things out there now. And uh, I do believe that because of... Uh, the internet, social media, gaming, everything else. There's just a lot of competition now compared to the way it used to be. That's very true. It's so much uh, competition for that entertainment dollar, like we've mentioned so many times. And even some of our listeners echoed that same sentiment, saying that they do other things instead of going to the games, or they just stay at home and stream the game or listen to us here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 
Well, they're smart. Yeah. I mean, that's the right thing to do. But I, I also think, you know, and that the hard part is I wish I still wish there was a way to simultaneously stream the game where you could listen to it as the game develops, you know, because we're still the stream is, is behind. Right. Yeah. I, I wish that was the case as well. Yeah. Synced up a little quicker. There is a service out there that does that. It just costs a lot of money. And, well, quite frankly, uh, you know, we, we offered it. They didn't really want to put the expense in because it would have cost a lot. And they didn't know if they were going to get enough fans to listen to games on their phones with no delay to make it uh, to make it worth their while. It does exist, though. It is out there. That's interesting. I didn't know it exists out there. The uh, Oakland A's went strictly online for their broadcasts. They ditched radio completely and did wow. streaming. But they they use this service where there's no delay. So you can go to an Oakland A's game and connect on Wi-Fi or just data and listen to the game on an app with no delay. Well, that's actually super awesome. I mean, awesome. And I feel like even, you know, UTEP would have a lot of home attendance members who'd actually listen to us here on the stream as well. Like, or like you know, if that was the case, if, um, you know, UTEP ever invested in something like that, people here locally would go to games and listen to us uh, right, right at the same time. I teed it up. I spent three months working on that wow, project. Wow, really? Teed it up. Are you serious? Oh, Had man. a company ready to go. The same wow. company that the same company that worked with the A's, we're going to do that too. Wow, really? Yeah, but they uh, they didn't want to you know they didn't want to do it at that point. Man, so, that's disappointing. Well, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it, it's out there though. It really is. It's out there. It okay. can happen. Okay, so, that's cool. I I like that. Maybe one of these days. One of these days, right? So uh, Zay's good story. We could talk about that on the show today. Uh, great comments on Twitter and on Facebook. Social media was terrific as always. It's Wild Card Weekend starts tomorrow with a pair, three on Sunday, one on Monday, and the Monday game happens to be the Cowboys. How right. great is this going to be? Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? I don't know how great it will be. It's a new playoff format, right? The first overall seed, a la Kansas City on the AFC side and Philadelphia on the NFC side, they all have a first week bye. And so the NFL wildcard round is really that time where you're adding that seventh team, first year where they're adding that seventh team. And uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how everybody fares here this uh, opening week. Might see some lopsided scores, Steve, and uh, the favorites might roll over. Over the underdogs. I feel like that's the case. I don't know. Though. There's a lot of people believing that the Giants are going to beat the Vikings right now. A lot of people. I like that. that upset. Are going, they're going with Big Blue. I like that one. I, I just I like that upset right there. I think that will be a very competitive matchup along with the Chargers, Jaguars, but games like Seahawks, 49ers, yeah. Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Bengals, those games could get ugly. Could we see Tampa at home beat the Cowboys? I think so. Yeah, we might. We might be able to see that. Monday is going to be a great show, right? Because we'll have Sports Talk Live while this game is kicking off, and fans will get to tune in with us and react live. Also right after a UTEP men's basketball game, which is also tipping off on Monday. I'd be bummed if the Cowboys lose uh, because, number one, well, I do think Mike McCarthy gets fired, and that would make Cowboys fans happy. But – this is a really good football team. This team deserves to play more than a wild card round, even though it's a road game, for a chance to survive. Yeah, that's very true. I feel like uh, all the pressure is really on the Cowboys in this one. Because, I mean, look, the Tampa Bay Bucks they had a bad year. Let's not sugarcoat this season and call it a, a successful year. They won the division at 8-9 and nine overall with a losing record. They made it into the playoffs. Uh, Brady hasn't played exceptionally well this year, along with Dak Prescott. So, I, I mean, I'll say this. I think the pressure is on for Dallas. They got to go on the road. They got to prove to everybody they can win this one. They absolutely do. 
That's a, it's going to be a big, big topic for Monday's show when we come on. We'll already have all five games done, and that'll be the only one left. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be a fun program today. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, when we come back, we're going to introduce you to our special in-studio guests who will be with us for the whole show. We'll explain why uh, they're here, and uh, you're going to get to it to meet them. Uh, coming up. Oh, I gave it away. Meet him. It could have been meet her. You never know, but now you're going to meet him uh, right after Charlie One, who kicks it off. First traffic update, quarter past here on a Friday. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue. So I told you we have guests. We have um, one guest in particular who, uh, let's just put it this way. We, there was an auction with the A&A Foundation, A&A All the Way Foundation, that's the Jones family, for an opportunity to uh, sit in and, and host sports talk. And we've got a winner. His name is Carson Ferris. He's 13 years old. Am I correct with that? Are you 13 or are you older? What am I? What? Give me an idea here. So I'm 12. But 12. I like 13. that. Even better. You're 12. Yeah. See, I thought Lane was setting the bar, but Carson is topping him. Adrian, he's I like 12. This. I like this a lot. We've I had some youngsters here in our studios recently, and uh, we add to it uh, today, and I love this. First off, you sound like you're 14 or 15, all right? So that's good. You might be 12, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're doing fine. I've okay? heard that a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's, you have good pipes. That's part of the fun with radio. You have to have good voice, uh, and, and you're doing that, too. So you go to St. Clement's, correct? Yeah. Now, um, how big of a sports fan are you, Carson? I'm as big as you can get. Are you really? Yeah. Well, first, you know why I like you to begin with? Because you have the same hair I had when I was your age. I had your hair completely. Curly, you know, all over the place. I like that hair. That's good. It reminds me of myself when I was young. I'll show you pictures. All right? It's really hard to control. It is. I, trust me, I know. That's why when you get older, you're going to find that. Well, hopefully for you, you keep it. I started losing mine. And then next thing you know, it's like, look what happened. See, now you see my forehead a lot. I didn't. This wasn't like that when I was 12 years old. I was a lot like you. So hopefully your hair stays a lot longer than mine did. But, hopefully. Yeah, I do. Uh, but tell me, what made you, have you always just been a sports fan since, uh, since you were young? Uh, no. So uh, my stepdad here, he's in the room. He was like, he introduced me to sports like on a whole nother level. So I used to be a Packers fan before what I was now because I saw him as a Packers fan. And... He just he just showed me like my NFL basically, and I just loved it. So your stepdad has opened your eyes to sports, especially yes. the Packers. Yes. Now, if you're a Pat, now is your stepdad a Packers fan? Has he always been a Packers fan, or is it yes. because of Aaron Jones? No, he's always been a Packers fan since Brett Favre and all of them. Okay, well that's good. Now, listen, here's the thing: your your stepdad looks a little younger than me, maybe <laughs> just a little bit. So the point is, is that. He probably started following the Packers when they got good. See, I remember the Packers when they were terrible, which was the early 80s, um, and their quarterback was Lynn Dickey, and they were still struggling, and nobody really thought much about Green Bay. But once Brett Favre came on board, that was it. Everybody got excited, and the Packers have been rolling ever since. Yeah, well, not this year. He'll probably be upset since I said that. but Not tough. Everybody has to – listen, it could be worse, right? You could be a Jets fan like me. And think about, yeah, that's right. Oh. Or a Rams yeah, how, fan. Yeah. Or what's oh. that? Or I said, or a Rams fan or, or something Ram, like well, that. Like first me. off, don't feel too bad about Adrian. He won the Super Bowl last year with the Rams. Very uh-huh. true. So it's not like I'm not, I, don't have, I have zero sympathy for him, but, <laughs> but I understand. The point is, 
We're all different fans. Uh, you're not a Cowboys fan, though. Nope, my mom is, and that's a whole different story. We cannot be together on NFL Sunday. Really? No. It, it's, gets it just gets, uh, well, you can't get excited for her when the Cowboys are playing? Yes. I'm going to be rooting for the Cowboys, obviously, uh, when they play the Buccaneers on Monday. Mm-hmm. I want them to win since all my all my teams are out. So kind of rooting for them, getting my Cowboys CD Lamb jersey on. But, yeah. Oh, so you have a CD Lamb jersey. Wow. Well, my mom does, but it fits me. So Good. So you, so it's yours, too. You basically, share it. Basically. That's good. So you'll be wearing the CeeDee Lamb jersey Monday night, mm-hmm. rooting for her team because all your teams are out. Yes. And you're a Patriots fan too, huh? Yes. Sadly, yes. Well, I know you say sadly. They had a good season this year. They went right down to the last week with a chance to play. And think about how tough it is to beat Buffalo in Buffalo the last week of the season. That is true. There's just a lot of mistakes. Like, over the season, like, there's a lot of close games if you look on our schedule. Especially mm-hmm. that game against the Bengals where, like, we were at the out there for right about to score, first and 10, and just choked it. We fumbled the ball. Rodmore Stevenson fumbled the ball on a two-yard run, and, oh, I was as mad as he can get. That was it, huh? So yeah. on Sundays, are you always by the TV watching games? Is that is that pretty much your routine? Yeah, most of the time. I have the I have the uh, ESPN app on my phone, so mm-hmm. I also watch from there. Uh, I'll, like, catch up with the live scores and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, on Sundays, I'll most likely tune in. And are you also uh, playing fantasy football as well? Yep, I just won too. You won. I just, yeah. You won your league. Yeah, I just won my league. Congratulations! Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Is it a, a free league or a money league? It's a money league. Good. Very nice. Twelve year old money league. Twelve year old winning some cash. That's what I'm talking about. I love this. That is phenomenal. How many teams play in your league? Uh, twelve. Yeah. Really? 12, yeah. And you took home the championship this year? Yeah. Good for you. Who was your stars on your team? Uh, so I, my team was pretty decked out this year. Uh, I had Patrick Mahomes, Stefan Diggs, and Cooper Cup. How did you? How did you do that? I have no idea. I just like. What's wrong with the other eleven teams? Don't they know how to draft? Well, the guy who I was playing he had Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey had an amazing year this year. That's true. But how do you get three guys that you, that, in the first three picks? How'd you do that? I have no idea. Well, good for you. It yeah. sounds like you deserved your championship. Well, I'm worried about the rest of your league, though. My God, they might so many need to talk to them during the offseason and try to explain to them how to put a team together, right? Yeah, well, the teams were pretty good. Were they? Yeah. Pretty stacked uh, 12-team league? Yeah, there was some pretty, there was a lot of com- competition. All right, I hear you. Carson, uh, do we have uh, brothers and sisters, or is it just you? Nope, just me. Oh, so you get all, you get to be spoiled by everybody is what you're telling me, huh? Uh... When it comes to sports, you do. No. no, no one. I mean, that league didn't take it easy on me. I would admit. Okay, I'm just talking about life in general. Oh, well, yeah. My mom, my mom is a good mom. Do you get to go to a lot of games? Uh, I actually just went to a Patriots game when we went up to Boston. It was about two months ago. My first. Whoa! One. Yeah. Look at you. You went to Boston, yeah. and you got to go see the Pats play. Yeah, we beat the Lions. That was when we beat the Lions. Oh, that's cool. How was it going to Gillette Stadium? It was cool. It's under construction right now because they're about to host the 2026 World Cup. But mm-hmm. um, it's it was super cool, super chill. It wasn't really a loud stadium like Arrowhead or any of them. It was like a laid back stadium. It was like it's kind of like what's cool about it is because Foxborough is like a super small town. It's your average town, yeah. and it's like when you drive in. Well, not when you drive in, but when you get into the city, you see this huge stadium. 
Gillette Stadium, and you see all these shops around it and all of it. It's crazy. So it's like they built the whole city around the football stadium. Basically. That sounds like fun. Did yeah. you go in now? Do you have a Patriots jersey too? Mm-hmm. Which Matt one? Jones. Oh, they really? Yeah. All right, so that's good. Now the next question is. Should Mac Jones stay on as quarterback for the Patriots? Have you seen enough in the first two years to feel like he should keep the job? He has potential. I don't know if he'll be like long in the long term our quarterback, but I think for like five years he could be a a good asset to the team. Okay, so you feel like keep investing him. They don't need to bring Brady back if uh, Tom Brady wants to leave Tampa Bay because one of the rumors is he would go back to uh, New England. I heard he's going to the Raiders. I heard he's kind of questioning the Raiders a little bit. I think everybody's going to the Raiders. I think Aaron (laughs) Rodgers could end up with the Raiders. You know, There could be a lot of quarterbacks that end up uh, being uh, a Raiders QB next year. It's possible. In my opinion, I really think Rodgers is going to stay. I don't think he's going to leave Green Bay on a whimper. I think he's going to try to go for like the big bang bang. You know what I mean? Carson is just yes. He came ready to play today, Adrian. Yes, he he's is not fired afraid. up. He's not afraid. He's just talking and and get good takes. <laughs> Smart takes. I like this so far. You know, he didn't give the hot takes, Steve. He did not say not that that uh, that you know Mac Jones that they need to push the panic button. He didn't say that Bill Belichick needs to retire either. That's true. So uh, he's a very level-headed Patriots fan. That's what I I'm very impressed about. Very level-headed Patriots fan. Now my question to you is. What do you think about the rookie in Bailey Zappi? Were you a fan of him this past year? I was a huge fan of him. When I when he started, because I watched him play on that Detroit game, mm-hmm. I was, like, amazed. Because our, our backup guy, I forgot his name. I forgot our other backup quarterback. Hoyer? He got, Hoyer, yeah. He, he was traded away. I was kind of sad about that because I, like, I saw Hoyer as, like, a mentor to Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. But with Bailey Zappi, like... He is something else for a backup. He is really underrated, in my opinion. Now, you're going to hate this, all right? You're going to hate this. I think Bailey Zappi should be the quarterback in New England. I've been talking about him since he came to play UTEP when he was with Houston Baptist. He threw for like 400-plus yards against the Miners, nearly beat the Miners. Then he went to Western Kentucky last year, threw for like 6,000 yards and 60 touchdowns in one season. Ridiculous numbers. Although it is Conference USA, so let's just uh, mention that. But then he goes to New England, and I'm thinking, you know, it's a great spot. And when he came in, I I think that that team is more electric with Zappi in offensively, the way he throws the football, than than Mac Jones. I know people seem to love Mac because he went to Alabama. But if you take away the Alabama and you just go pound for pound to these two quarterbacks, uh, I'll I'll take Bailey Zappi any day of the week. I agree with you on – on some sort of level, I really like Zappy, but I think Mac Jones. Mac Jones definitely has con, uh, competition with Zappy. Like Zappy is really good, and I can see him being a starter. But I don't see him being a starter for New England. I don't think New England's gonna drop Mac Jones like that. I hope the Jets get him then, because I am done with Zach Wilson. Finished with him. I really thought Zach Wilson was gonna like light it up in uh, in New York. I mean. New York has done really good this year compared to, like, other years. They really gave me a scare. It's For about been... five minutes? Yeah, I understand. That's <laughs> about right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, New York has a bright future ahead of them, like a really bright one, because you guys you guys have Sauce Gardner on your defense. That mm-hmm. is That was from the shadows. I don't know where he came. What, what, was, what college did he go to? Sauce was Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati. Yeah, he was good at Cincinnati. One of the best uh, cornerbacks in, in, in college football last year. Um, All right, so here's what we have to do. Okay, so here, now you're hosting Sports Talk for uh, a while. You Actually, you really are hosting Sports Talk. You're doing great, giving us good takes. I love that. So um, we always do Sports Center at the bottom of the hour, okay? And it's 4.30 right now. So Adrian, right here, who you know, uh, is going to be bringing us our Sports Center update. So if you would. Would you mind tossing to Adrian and let everybody know it's it's uh, four thirty, and uh, coming up will be uh, Sports Center with Adrian. That way, since you're hosting the show right now, all right, Carson. Okay. So. Go ahead. All yours. Just like I said, what time is it? Four thirty. There you go. It's, it's four thirty. It's Sports Center time with right. who? Adrian. There you go. Now let's just do it all one like one right. thing like like you're like you're hosting a show like this is your show. Okay, go ahead. Four thirty time for Sports Center with Adrian. very much 33 now past the hour as we continue with 12 year old carson farris if you're just joining us uh he won the auction uh at the a and a all the way foundation uh, charity dinner i was just it was just a charity dinner adrian what exactly this was, was actually this? the softball game the softball Steve, game yes okay uh, we, the one that we got a chance to broadcast and we actually gave a lot of those tickets away here at 600 espn el paso nice so that was the game that was played back in i believe it was july that's right yeah. at uh, southwest university park and one of the auction items was host sports talk so um, it sounds to me like uh, Carson, your uh, your family did a good 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 thing. And they won this, and now you have an opportunity to be here with your buddies. And there's four of you all together, uh, plus your parents. I'm excited about that. Why don't you introduce your first friend who's who's here on on the show right now? Who are we talking to so here? So here to left me, this is my friend Nico Nicholas Nutis. He is one of my really good friends. He knows a lot about sports, not about football, but. He's a really big soccer, golf, and basketball fan, so he has a lot in store. Soccer, basketball. golf, and basketball. Now, first off, what do you go by? You Nicholas or Nico? Uh, what do you What do you prefer? Uh, I like going by uh, Nico. Uh, yeah, that's good. Growing on me. I like Nico. I've got some. Uh, my son has some friends named Nico, so yeah, that, that that works out well. Uh, Nico, how old are you? I am. I just turned twelve. Congratulations! Yeah. All right, very nice. Uh, as far as uh, first off, how far? You know, how many years do you and uh, and Carson go f- go back? How long have you been friends? Um, so he came into school in about sixth grade, uh, and you know, we weren't great great friends in sixth grade, but like in seventh grade. Now since I have classes with him, uh, we've kind of become better friends and that's what always happens right yeah. sometimes when you're when you're with people in class it, it changes a little bit for you i yeah. understand now uh, as an athlete because i hear you're an athlete is golf the number one sport for you that you play nico uh yes yes it is how long have you been playing golf i've been playing golf for what is it you can three get a little years? closer to the three? microphone a little closer i've there. been playing for about three years maybe nice years? what made you decide you wanted to pick up clubs for the first time uh well one of my friends like suggested that I that I try it. So I took a lesson and you know it seemed pretty pretty cool to me. I mean, I wanted to keep trying. So So you've been playing ever since. I've been, yeah. What do you now uh when you when you go out golfing do you do you play 18 holes? Uh yes. What do you shoot? Uh well I have a handicap of 7 maybe 6. Wow. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. You have a handicap of 6 or 7 you've been playing for 3 years? Do you know that most human beings would kill to be in your position for, like, their entire lives? They would just beg to have a handicap under 10 and, and some even less, even under 20. So that's, uh, that's incredible right there. Good for you. So golf, well, I don't want to say it's come easy to you, but you picked it up pretty quick. Yeah, I, 
It's because I have a good coach. Shout out to my coach. Who's your uh, coach? Wes Beltron. Well, there you go. Well, if you're going to do a shout out, you got to mention his name, right? Yeah. You can't just say shout uh-huh. out to my coach, but yeah. nobody knows who your coach is, right? Mm-hmm. All right, Nico. Yeah. That's good. Where's your? What's your home course? Where do you play? Uh, I play at Coronado Country Club. Oh, uh, nice. We live pretty close to there, so. Hey, that's a good course. Yeah. Tough greens, fast greens. Yeah, they are. How do you have a six or seven handicap with, with on that course? Well, on that course, I mean, sometimes I usually play at Lone Star, okay. but I mean, Coronado is like I've been playing there more often now right. since we moved there. So I mean, I've just kind of gotten like to know the course better over the time, and uh, it's kind of like gotten easy to me since I know like my way around it and nice. makes sense who's your favorite golfer uh well I have I'd have to say Cameron Young because I mean I mean he's a rookie but I I have a glove signed by him I, I met him at the El Paso Country Club was it when he was uh, playing here for yeah. the assemble yep it was assemble tournament okay that would be cool. He's seventeenth yeah. in the world. This is awesome. That's so cool and that you met got, Cameron Young. And is it was it his glove that's autographed? Uh, no, it was it was my glove. Well, that's even cooler though. Yeah. If he signed your glove, that's really cool. Yeah. People don't understand how great that tournament was when it was here. The, this is the best. These are the best All Americans in the country every year playing here. Yeah. So I could see why you got hooked on golf now in a big way. All right, so you're a stud golfer. That's good to know. What about uh, the other sports you like? You like soccer? You play soccer too, or do you uh, just like watching it? Well, I used to play soccer. Um, I started playing soccer when I was about six or seven. Uh, I kind of stopped playing when I was ten, like when quarantine started, so I was like nine. Okay. Um, but I, I enjoy soccer. It's just... Over the quarantine, I haven't been, I haven't really been able to like practice and play. Golf is the greatest sport but, for for during the quarantine. Yeah, that was the was, ultimate. Yeah, because yeah. you could just sit out there and you could socially distance by while while you're walking eighteen holes. Exactly. That's yeah. good. Do you play any baseball or basketball as a kid? I mean, yeah, I I play some basketball, but I I don't take lessons. I don't. Do you just like to just have fun and shoot? Yeah, I like to have fun and shoot. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, Carson, if you had to throw a good sports question out at Nico right now, because you know you're, you're hosting the show for me, uh, what would be the big question you want to ask Nico here on Sports Talk today? So Nico loves <laughs> Nico loves basketball, and I I'm never sure what his favorite basketball team is. He's told me so many different teams. Oh, it changes. Well, hang on, don't <laughs> don't whisper. Nuggets. You can you get the Denver Nuggets. The nuggets yeah. yeah, really. I have a I have an aunt that lives there, and oh, that's why. Okay, so your family. Yeah. Have you been yeah. to a Nuggets game in Denver? Unfortunately, no. Not I've, yet. I've always wanted to go, yeah. You know who else loves the Denver Nuggets? Colin oh. Deaver for the sportscaster at Channel 9. He's he's like a like a fanatic when it comes to the Nuggets. That's all he ever talks about. It drives us crazy. So yeah. congratulations. I like that. Do you like uh, UTEP? Uh, I mean... Be honest, because this was a topic of conversation on the show here yesterday. Because you guys are like that perfect age, You're the age to be the next, the next wave of UTEP fans. So uh, yeah. when I when I mention UTEP football, UTEP basketball, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, well, I mean, I really don't watch much. much I don't really watch UTEP any games. But are you from here? I, yeah, I'm from here. Okay. Just, I've never doesn't doesn't connect with you. Have no. your Have your parents ever taken you to games? No, never. No. Okay. All right. Wow. I mean, he's honest. That's true. Appreciate the honesty. Would you like to eventually go to a UTEP football or basketball game to check it out and see what the experience like? 
Yeah, eventually I'd like, I'd like to go just to check it out, you know. All right. Uh, what are the names of your parents? Um, my mom's name is Maria, Maria, and my dad is Mario. All right. Are they listening to the show right now? Uh, hopefully. All right. Listen, uh, Maria and Mario, first off, what are you doing not taking your son, who's already turning 12, not even taking him to a UTEP game so far? This, is, this should not be happening, especially uh, at this age. So please, for 2023, all I am asking your parents, if you're listening, Maria and Mario, take Nico and take his friends to a UTEP game so they can experience what it's like. And who knows? Maybe they'll come back and they'll talk about it and tell us how much fun they had at the game. So what do you say? Is that easier? So now you don't have to worry about it. That's my job. I'll, I'll be the one to just go on the radio and tell your parents to take you to a game. Yeah. That's it. Sound pretty good? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's, uh, that, that's awesome. And who's your favorite soccer team? Uh, I mean, I personally, I like, I, I like Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Not because of Ronaldo, but I just... I like Luka Modric because my grandpa is from Croatia. Oh, that's cool. Um, so I doesn't, like Real Madrid. Doesn't Ronaldo kind of just make you crazy after a while? Isn't there? There's so yeah. much. There's so much ego. Exactly. And, you yeah. know. Did you like the World Cup? The way it ended with Argentina oh, yeah. winning, Messi. Yeah. So it, it was crazy. It was a crazy game. I missed the first half, unfortunately, because we were in Las Vegas. But um, yeah, that that ending was crazy. Listen, you're in Vegas. He's in uh, Boston. You guys have good lives. I'm, I'm yeah. jealous right now. The two of you. This is this is terrific stuff. Yeah. When uh, we were in Vegas. So yeah. Sorry, but no, let's uh, go ahead. You keep, might as well go ahead. Show's yours. Yeah. When we were in Vegas, we saw the uh, Raiders versus Patriots. Oh, you did. Yeah. That was a cool game. Was wait a minute. Was Carson with you? Uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, who won that game? Oh man, the Raiders. It was. Raiders beat the Patriots. Yep. You were, now, did you were you, were you excited about, like, did you like the Raider fans at the game? Was it pretty intense? It, it was pretty intense, yeah. Cool stadium, huh? It, it was a very cool stadium. That that's what I've heard. Amazing experience. Yeah, that's great. A walk-off interception for a touchdown like that, that was crazy. I, I That was one of the more memorable games, Nico, of the season. Yeah. I think so, yeah. too. Well, listen, Nico, it's good to meet you. Thanks yep. for being here. Um, work on that six and seven handicap. Let's try to get that. Let's try to get to be a scratch golfer by the yeah. time you're turning thirteen. Okay, yep. That's see cool. what, see what you can do, Carson. Uh, how about sending us into a commercial break? It's uh, it's for, it's uh, forty two past the hour, and let everybody know we got a commercial coming up, but then more sports talk right after this. All right, commercial coming up four forty two, and more and more after this. There you go. Back here on sports talk, it's uh, hosted right now by. 12-year-old Carson Ferris. Uh, introduce us to our next guest, Mr. Host. My friend here, Nick. Nick Tejada. He is, he is actually some, one of my oldest friends from my new school that I just came to. So, take it away. All right, Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I've been playing baseball since I was around three, four years old. I never really liked watching sports, but I've always loved playing them. Okay. Um, you still playing baseball now? Yes. What position? Um, I play first base, outfield, and sometimes pitcher. And um, what uh, what what team are you on right now? Um, I'm on two teams: the Warriors and the Swing Kings. We used to be the Sun Kings. Okay, so you're playing two two teams right now. Yes. Who's your favorite uh, major league team? The Padres. Easy. Oh, nice. That's easy, huh? Uh, you been to any UTEP games over the years? Um, no, I. Oh, come on. <laughs> Seriously? All right. Uh, name is your parents. 
Uh, my mom is named Elena, and my dad is named Nico. I know them both because your younger brother played <laughs> with my brother. Or yeah. With my son, I mean, my brother and my son. So um, Elena and Nico, especially Nico, because Nico, there is no excuse. You're so involved in the hospital. There is no reason why you have not taken your boys to a UTEP game. This is a travesty. And quite honestly, um, I expect a phone call and text after I get off the air so you can please make arrangements when Utah plays their next home basketball game in a week to make sure that the family is at the game. Okay, are we, are we, uh, we done? Is that fair? Uh, you guess so. do, we, do we get the message across, you think? Probably. <laughs> do, do you think we're too harsh? No. I, don't, I, I think so. I know he's busy, but come on. It's, it's, it's a UTEP game. It's fun. So um, baseball is your, fa- your Padres fan. Are you excited about the roster? Um, yeah. F- pretty much, yeah. Who's your favorite Padre? Um, Was it Tatis before the steroids? Yes. I, see, see with my son. I got him a Padres Tatis jersey, and then he gets busted for steroids like <laughs> a month later. It wasn't fair. I know. So who else do you like? You like Juan Soto? Um... Not particularly, but yeah, why not? I, like I don't know. I just he never stood out to me. I mean, he's really? good, but that's fascinating. He's one of the oh, one of the best gun players in the game, but not not impressed. No, I'm impressed. I just I don't think of him higher than any other player. Do you like anybody else right now? Do you have a, one particular player you like? Um, like you said, Tatis before yeah. steroids, but um, I guess you probably don't know him, Luis Luis Orias. Of course, yeah, he's he's with Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, was with uh, San Diego and, uh, and and traded over to Milwaukee and mm-hmm. doing pretty well as a shortstop over there. Mm-hmm. I play a lot of fantasy baseball, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty good about that. Uh, Carson, what other what other things should we know? Like what, what uh, what's your what's your, give me your number one question for him right now? He's your he's your special guest. What what do you want to so sum up with? Nick loves a lot of like college, especially college basketball, and he's a KU fan, but I, I don't know why. Uh, explain. Ask him. Ask him what happened about that so soon. You've told me you're a KU fan. Why are you a KU fan? Good job. Good job, Carson. Um, because everyone, as far as I know, has gone to KU in my family. Really? Yes. Isn't there pressure? Um, I guess, but I don't really feel any, no. Do you want to go to KU, or do you want to break the trend and be that first rebel uh, in the family that goes someplace else? Of course I'll try other schools. Like, I've always wanted to go to Stanford, um, but if that doesn't work out, probably I'll go to KU. Is there any possibility in any reality where you could end up at UTEP? Um... <laughs> Be honest. Probably not. Okay. Okay. Well, I had to try. I had to try, right? How about Texas? Um, That's my alma mater. I'm a, I'm a Longhorn. Um, no? Maybe, but highly unlikely. Stanford? Yes. Kansas? I mean, that's, those are great schools. Yes. Uh, Rice? Um, no? No. Good. Houston, I wouldn't want to live in I wouldn't want to live there either. That's 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 no fun. I'm with you. Uh how good is Kansas gonna do in college basketball this year? How far do you think they're gonna um, go? Um I haven't done my research lately, but as far as I know, they're pretty good. Okay. That sounds that sounds good. Um back to baseball for a second. Uh, are you a better hitter or fielder? I am definitely a better hitter. Are you really? Yes. What's your uh you know, what's your exit speed and your launch angle when you connect on those balls with that aluminum bat? I have no idea. You don't hit. You haven't been like clocked yet at D bat, like a hundred miles an hour, or nothing like that. Nothing no. crazy. Nothing no. yet. 
Okay. Do you want to play college baseball, Kansas? Um, I mean, if I can, yeah. Okay. And do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Definitely. What do you want to be? Um, I want to be a historian. Really? That is so cool. That's, tell me what makes you want to be a historian. That's awesome. Um, I've always been fascinated with um, ancient history, like Mesopotamians, ancient Greece, that kind of area. That is good. Nick, you're like, um, well, mature beyond your years. Very impressive. All right. Good job. Your parents have done a good job with you. Other than the UTEP thing, they've really, they've really done well. Hey, listen, appreciate you being here, and uh, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me. All right, Carson, here's the deal. Hour two, we've got the Foss coming on. He's our uh, Cowboys expert, so he's going to talk about the Cowboys game on Monday, okay? Okay. So uh, he starts our, our second hour of the show. So can you let everybody know that hour number one is over. Coming up next, the Foss as uh, sports talk continues. Give him a little, uh, give him a little tease as we go to break. Hour one's up. The Foss coming up next for hour two. Guest, the Foss, Steve Foster. As we continue here on the program, um, not only is the Foss here, but we also have Carson, our twelve-year-old guest host on Sports Talk. Who, uh, if you're just tuning in. Carson uh, won this in a uh, Jones family auction for their celebrity softball game with the A&A All the Way Foundation. So uh, Carson Ferris, 12 years old, goes to St. Clement's Foss, and uh, he gets the honor of having a chance to sit in and, and do some hosting on the show today. Oh, that's excellent. Congrats. What's up, Carson? Hope you're doing well. Hope the guys are treating you uh, to their usual uh, cordial delights, and welcome to the world of sports media and broadcasting, my man. Thank you, thank you. How's it going? It's going well, it's going well. The uh, the weekend will not be determined by you, Cappy, Adrian, or myself. It'll be on the field in Tampa Bay on Monday night. So that's, I think, what at least the great world of the Lone Star State will be looking forward to. And they have a chance. They have a chance. Now, now let me give you a little background on Foss so you know who he is, okay? Uh, here we go, Carson. So he played high school in El Paso, Eastwood mm-hmm. High. Then he went to Princeton and was a running back on Princeton's team when his quarterback was Jason Garrett, the future coach of the Dallas Cowboys and backup quarterback as well to the Cowboys. That was his quarterback. And his defensive back um, was Dean Kane, who later became an actor and starred in Lois and Clark and other uh, shows. So uh, this man had an incredible college life. Then he becomes a uh, college uh, assistant coach and was a grad assistant and spent time at Nebraska and worked with the Cornhuskers. And now he lives in Austin. He's a lawyer. He does sports radio like us. He's a big Cowboys insider for us, and he is the most connected human being on the planet. He knows everybody, so now he knows you and can add uh, can add that to uh, to to his uh, his collection of uh, of people, which is cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, speaking of the Cornhuskers, just random thought popped into my mind. My old history teacher went to Nebraska, which is an interesting fact. Really? Yeah. I like that. All right. Do but, you know? Um, I wonder, maybe maybe they went together at the same time. Who knows? Maybe he knew Foss. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe, like you said. You never know. Um, yeah, well, it's great to know that, they, they, that he is tied to one of my illustrious universities and a 
member of the family as an alum. That's awesome. He is. What's your first question on the Cowboys you want to ask uh, Foss today here, Carson? Well, Foss, I'm just wondering, do you really think the Cowboys can pull it off against Tampa? No doubt. Uh, and here's, here's the thing. you got to look, and, and I've said this all season, Carson, defense and quarterback. And both did not look good for the Cowboys last week. However, this is what is deemed the second season. Now, did they just have it in their mind? There's no way to move up in the standings, uh, so on and so forth. The only thing that I would concern myself with last week is it was a rivalry game, but it was for nothing. The consequence was of of no uh, significance. So I take that defense, and I love Tom Brady, but I think the defense of the Cowboys can get after him. I don't think that uh, Tampa Bay just has enough Tiger in the tank. They have a very, very good defense as well. But if Dak just makes minimum turnovers <laughs> and doesn't throw a pick six, uh, I believe the Cowboys move on. I I agree with you. I really think the Cowboys stand a great chance against the Bucks. And my opinion, probably a little bit of a hot take for all the Tom Brady like stands out there, but I really don't think they deserve to be in the playoffs this year. No, I, I think they're what their record says they are. And and Bill Parcells, among other head coaches in the NFL, and my uh, teammate and head coach, Jason Garrett, uh, he was also an NFL head coach of the year, I believe, in 2017. Uh, he'll tell you the same thing. The records, you know, they don't lie. And so I, I believe the Cowboys are the better team. What really matters, though, is what team kind of gets hot and gets on a roll at the right time. So uh, Cowboys can shift gears and, and get back up to speed and focused. Uh, they ought to have a good opportunity to at least win a couple playoff games at a minimum. Carson, you're doing such a good job. Adrian and I are just going to sit back here. We'll turn off our microphones and just let you uh, continue the conversation with him because you and Foss seem to have this thing down pretty well. So uh, if, after that last answer, what else you want to throw at him right now? Um, I, I agree with you. I really think the Cowboys can pack a punch. I think since last game, the Cowboys learned something that, I mean, they're not invincible, but the Cowboys are extremely good this year. Like, this is the most potential I've seen in a while, and that always saying by Cowboys fans, this is our year, I really think this is their year. I think they could make it to the Super Bowl and potentially win it, which I hope. Carson, I'll tell you what. Interesting that you say that from the mouth of Bates because this is going to be the first time 600 ESPN El Paso will embark on Super Bowl's radio row. This could be monumental and do something that hadn't been done in 30 years. Cowboys back in the Super Bowl, Cappy, Adrian, the whole city of El Paso on Radio Row in Glendale, Arizona. So it could line up. Yeah, I that would be that would be super cool. But like coming up with this this upcoming game, I think will still be a challenge for them though because everybody knows Tom Brady. Tom Brady always has something up his sleeve in the playoffs. He has some miraculous play that can get him to where he's going. But I really think with the Cowboys' defense and the Cowboys' electric offense, I think they can shut down Tom Brady and possibly send him into retirement. Oh, I don't think he's going to retire. He doesn't have a wife anymore. He doesn't need to retire now. he got nothing but time on his hands. But I will say this, though, Carson. 
there's something else that, you know, and, and I'm a little sports superstitious, and, and I, if you probably don't know this, Cappy does remember this, me saying this, and Adrian, I'm a big Nick Foles fan because I knew him and met him when he was just a little bit older than you, Carson. And I did his high school games at Austin Westlake, and he had the, the, the way to get to Tom Brady just like Eli Manning. And you just sometimes you just get lucky enough, and with a good defense, you can get there. And, and I love Tom Brady. I, I, I applauded him. I, I defended him on the deflate gate the whole nine because no one's ever lost a football game because of air and a ball. But I just think the Cowboys, interestingly enough, just like ESPN and El Paso, we're going to get there. We're all going to get to the Super Bowl, and we're all going to be participating in its activities. Yeah, I I really hope that is the outcome. So does my mom here. She's a huge Cowboys fan. And so we'll just be rooting for them on Monday. But like I said, I really think Tom Brady is a tough matchup. But you said something about, like, Tom Brady's recent divorce. I don't think, in my in my mind, I don't really think that's going to benefit him. I think that's going to slow him down just because, I mean, it's kind of hard to go through that. I really don't think Tom Brady's going to take that as, like, uh, woohoo! I can do whatever I want now. I really think it's going to have This is interesting. On Hang on. Uh, Foss, before you answer this, this is fascinating to me. Number one, Carson, this, Carson's got this whole interview, all right? So we're just, I mean, we're just spectators. But that take is a good one because you think that it could play with him mentally more than some people like Foss would otherwise think, right? Yeah. I, I really think it's going to have some impact on him because – I mean, Tom Brady's a really great a really great football player. But like he we saw him retire and then come back out of retirement, play, play a little joke on us, which was crazy. Well, I will say this, Carson. There was one in Michael Jordan who people considered the GOAT in basketball, who retired. Actually went and played double A baseball in Birmingham. Uh one of my buddies was down there coaching after he went play uh, with, I think, the Barons for the White Sox, came back and won three more championships in the NBA. So I don't think Tom Brady will do that, but he's still dangerous to me. And, you know, I'm sure he knows Michael Jordan, and I'm sure MJ could give Tom Brady all the encouragement Tom Brady needs, although Tom Brady, to me, needs no encouragement He's just a guy who's very special when it comes to winning. And I know people laughed at the Bucks midway through the season, and then all of a sudden he winds up winning a very poor NFC South, but he won it. Someone had to win it, and oh, by the way, Tom Brady did. How do you compare a guy that retires in his early 30s at the height of his greatness – very with simple. a 45-year-old quarterback who has already played 20-plus years in the league. Because I think what Carson was getting at and what I'm definitely getting at is the mental acuity that both of them had. They stepped away for whatever reason. I'm not – because Tom Brady doesn't have to run a 4-4-40 to be effective. We've seen quarterbacks, Vinny Testaverde, heck – the great George Blanda played until he was 49. Tom Brady, not George Blanda, 
although he will be in the Hall of Fame like George Blanda, not Vinny Testaverde. He's way better than Vinny Testaverde. However, he still has enough savvy to distribute, to know defenses, to get the ball where it needs to be. But pressure burst pipes. And that's where Dallas is going to get and have to get to Tom Brady. Or if he has time, it's going to be real close down the line, in my estimation. Foss, I have a question for both you and Carson here uh, coming up. Both of you guys are very optimistic about the Cowboys this upcoming Monday. Just to play devil's advocate, if the Cowboys end up losing this game and the Cowboys need to make some kind of changes over the offseason, where would you all start? What, Where would you start in terms of changes in the offseason if the Cowboys get bounced out in the first round? Carson, you want to go first, my friend? I probably their defense is great, but there's like some I I really think they need to work on their tackling because the games I have seen they have missed like Micah Parsons is already he's he's really good when it comes to sacks, but I think over like training in the off season they need to work on their tackling because they've missed a lot of sacks, a lot of key important sacks. Although they are doing really good this year, they've they have missed a lot of key tackles that could have saved them some games. Well, I'm going to take the other side of the coin. And, you know, the easy thing that owners do, unfortunately, guys, is fire the coach. I would take a look at Dak. Because as much as I enjoy and, 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 and appreciate him, he's got to step up, Carson, Adrian, Cappy, into the likes of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. And the reason why I picked those three is because you're talking about guys that have been in the league less time and about the same amount. I know they're in the AFC, a little different, but Jalen Hurts, he's pushing Dak hard to get up the mountain and, and control and run his offense better. He's got to step into that tier. He's knocking on the door. This could be a postseason that gets him into the club. I think that's a fair assessment. I do about Dak. I like that because I know a lot of Cowboy fans get frustrated by Dak at times. I mean, when he's good, the, the he's he listen. Threw, the interception he threw against the Commanders on the out to Noah Brown is inexcusable. Noah Brown ran a horrible out route. He, you never banana an out route. Why? Because the corner can come under that route and do exactly what happened. But if you see your receiver doing that, you can't throw that ball to him. You can't. You got to airmail it into the stands or just, you know, get your two yards and slide down and live to fight another day. Again, the mental acuity is where I think for a quarterback, that's not, you know, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, even Patrick Mahomes. Guys that don't run around, you can still be successful, but you have to know what to do and what not to do during a play. Makes a lot of sense. And that's only responsible yep. on the $100 million guys. All right, so when it's all said and done, guys, what do you think the uh, final's going to be? Uh, let's start with you, Foss, then we'll get uh, Carson's uh, take. Uh, 24-20. Cowboys. 24-20, okay. 
I think the pressure's going to get to Tom Brady, and I think the Cowboys' defense are just going to pull out something 26-13. Okay. So you both think the Cowboys will score around the same amount of points. You just like the uh, defense to hold up a little bit better. That'd be good. I hope the defense shows up. I hope Micah Parsons is able to reestablish himself because he's been missing in action a little bit the last few games. So that would be good. All right. Excellent. Foss, uh, how did Carson do today for the segment? I think he did fantastic. I think he put thought into his questions and, more importantly, his responses. But even though I say that, Carson, one of the biggest pet peeves and Adrian and, and Cappy will see this if we go to big, uh, um, I guess, press gatherings with the players. I have a low, low, low penchant for poor questions asked by sports media because I was a former player and coach, and I just have a huge disdain for dumb, stupid, silly questions. So... Um, I applaud you. You had none of that. (laughs) You're 12, and you're way on your way if you so choose this as something you do uh, more so in your life. And good luck with it in any way that I'm sure we could help. We'll do it. Yeah, thank you a lot. Like, um, I was talking to Steve about this. I actually want to be like a live streamer, live broadcaster myself. So this is actually a really good experience. I thank you. For this this talk, this was super interesting. Someone I get to talk sports with is a rare occurrence because not a lot of people know that that much about sports, except for my dad. But well, this is great, and I'm glad you took uh, advantage of your opportunity and continue it. Don't uh, don't let it just you know go by the wayside because you had a good Friday afternoon with the guys. Continue to find ways to interact with people and 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 hone your craft of sports media broadcast and uh who knows where you'll end up my friend good stuff Foss. we'll talk to you again next week thanks for the time and getting closer and closer to that radio row we'll have plenty more announcements on that as we get ready for the super bowl just uh just praying that uh we have more to talk about next week yep. also uh it was drew pearson's birthday yesterday so happy birthday uh to him and uh, hopefully more uh, Cowboys that we could talk about have their birthdays in January as they progress in the playoffs. Sounds like a plan. Foss, until next week, take care. Have a good weekend. All right. Appreciate y'all. Steve Foster, the Foss, joining us here as we continue. 21 past the hour. Charlie One is standing by for a traffic update. Can you take us to Charlie and uh, let everybody know we've got a, a traffic update coming up next here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Go ahead, Carson. Traffic update coming up next. Let's go to Charlie. All right, good stuff today as we continue here on Sports Talk. Um, once again, Carson's been uh, hosting the show for us today, doing a great job. We've got one more special um, guest that he's brought along for the ride. I didn't know if this individual was going to be on the show because uh, at first the uh, it didn't seem like it was going to happen. But now all of a sudden, he's changed his mind. So Carson, tell us a, a little bit about him. So this is my friend Caden. He is he is a handful. Oh my <laughs> god! That's a good description. I like that. You're already telling me he's a handful, huh? right out of the gate. Yeah, I'll hand it over to you guys. All right, Caden, uh, welcome aboard. How are you? Good, and you? I'm doing fine, thank you. Caden, are you also 12? 
I just turned 13 hey. yesterday, actually. Oh, you're the old man of the group, huh? Yes. Good for you. Happy uh, happy birthday. Thank you. Very nice. Uh, do you also go to St. Clemens with everybody else? Yes. That's good. And uh, what about sports-wise, Kate? Let me hear uh, You know what's, what sports you enjoy the most. Well, I like playing football a little more than tennis, but I've been playing tennis a little bit more longer. You have. So you, yes. so was tennis the first sport you really took uh, took up when you were a kid? No, it was actually basketball. Okay. And basketball didn't last? I mean, I still play it once in a while, but yeah. mostly at recess with my friends. Okay. Uh, what is it about uh, tennis that you like so much? I just like – I like the sport that you could play when you're older. Like, you could play it for, like, when you're, like, really old. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Really. You know, but I, got a, I got a secret for you. Other than football – you can play a lot of these sports when you get yeah. really old. You know that's the beauty of it. That you know uh, basketball played till you're you know, however old. I used to. I've seen guys play in their seventies and eighties still playing pickup basketball. It's pretty crazy. Golf play all the way until you get older. And uh, there's a lot of people that are in that are older playing baseball, hardball. So it's pretty interesting. But you like tennis. Good for you. Yes. Who's your uh, Who's your all time favorite tennis uh, tennis player? Well, I'm not that big of fan of tennis. Um, I don't really know the players, but I also plan on playing golf. When I'm older as well, I might play that a little more than tennis when I'm older, but for now it's tennis. Okay. Have you heard the name like Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer? Have you ever heard those names? No. Good. Eh, you don't need to know about that. It's just <laughs> the best players that have ever played tennis in the last uh, 30 years, but eh, it doesn't matter. Who's your favorite athlete in sports? Like, there's one athlete, one name that, that's your favorite. Who is it right now, would you say? In mm. any sport, could be anybody. Aaron Rodgers. Ah, interesting. Did you say that just because um, the hosts, uh, you know, his his parents are here and big, big Packers fan? Is that why you said that? Or because you really like Aaron Rodgers? I really like Aaron Rodgers. He's kind of weird, isn't he? And a little bit of same, uh, the other, because um, they're here as well. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. a good move. That's a good move. Uh, did you watch Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy? No. Yeah, he hosted Jeopardy this past summer. Trying to, he, he I thought he might be the host of Jeopardy, like the new permanent host of wow. Jeopardy. So it was kind of uh, kind of interesting. What would be the first question, Carson, that I would never think about that, that you'd want to ask here? Mm, what is your favorite sport besides tennis and football? Uh, maybe basketball. Basketball, okay, all right. Yeah. Have you ever been to a UTEP game? No. What is it with this group today? <laughs> We're over. Oh, we are over three. Oh man. Uh all right. Um, parents' names. Cindy and Chris. Are they listening? Mm, Probably no. not. No. All right. So it's not. Cindy and Chris. What is wrong with you? What have you done to your son? You haven't. He's thirteen. He's older than everybody else, and you haven't taken him to a UTEP game of any capacity. Would you like to go? Would yes. you like to go to a UTEP game? Yes. Do you want me to take all of you to a UTEP game one night? Would you <laughs> like to do that? We can just all go together, and we'll just uh, we'll take you to your first games, and we'll be the ones to do it. Would that be Would that be cool? Yeah. All right. We're all friends now. Yeah. I mean, you're all part of the family. You got the uh, you know you got the window stickers here. We're all set, and uh, we're good to go. So. Maybe we will do that. Is, Carson, should that be the plan? Should we just get everybody together and take the whole gang to their uh, to their all their first UTEP games? That would be a great plan. You think so? Yeah. All right. I, I don't think that's a, a bad plan at all. Let's do it. All right. So do you have a favorite college team? 
No. No. All right. You don't know any, any tennis players, no college teams. But sports-wise, you, you like to play. You just When you're not playing sports, are you watching sports or are you doing other things? Other things. Like what? Tell me. What, what interests you? Well, I've been playing for... I've been playing piano for like seven years now. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. Music is great. Yeah. How? Uh, I mean, are you a pretty uh, pretty good piano player? Yes. Uh, classically trained piano. What are we talking about here? Um, well, right now I'm still kind of learning, mm-hmm. but I'm still like learning um, challenge uh, challenge um, more challenge music. Yeah. Um, from other um, popular art um, pianists, but like they're not that known as. Bach and Mozart, Mozart. That makes sense. Well, there's classic piano. There's others. And do you like um, do you like any of the uh, like rock piano players like uh, Elton John or Billy Joel? Have you ever no. heard their music? Or you really haven't heard any of their stuff? I haven't stuff? Really heard of them. All right. Again, uh, you talk to your parents when you get uh, when you get <laughs> home and tell them you need uh, you need a little lesson about. Uh, hey, can we have uh, we have Elton John here? Right? Yeah, um, we do. Let me think yeah. of what uh, we have. We have, uh, we have Benny and the Jets. Yeah, we do. All right, uh, let's play a little Benny and the Jets right now so we can uh, yeah, at least understand what we're talking about here as far as uh, great piano players and, and, and Elton, one of my favorites. So here's, uh, here's Benny and the Jets. You can hear how it sounds. All right, here we go. You ever heard this song? Be- um, you ever heard this song before or no? No. You've never heard this song at all, huh? Not ringing a bell. Oh my goodness! All right, all right. We got, we got, we have, we have work to do. We got work to do. All right. But this is this is what we're doing today: educating yes. the youth, Steve. We are. You think is it working? Maybe. What do you think? You like the sound a little bit? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a classic, you know. Probably long before your parents were born, but that's okay. It's a, it's still a, uh, it's still an oldie but a goodie. And he is along those two guys, Elton John and Billy Joel, two greatest piano players in the rock era. They're like piano legends. Billy Joel wrote a song called "Piano Man," famous, famous song. Elton's been. They made a movie about him called Rocket Man. I have heard of the song "Piano Man." You have heard "Piano Man"? Uh, you yeah. at least heard about it. That's yes. good. I actually went to New York um, in December. Okay, um, oh no, I'm sorry, December. It was in, I was in New York in uh, Jul- in June, June, and I planned a whole trip around seeing Billy Joel live in Madison Square Garden. So took took my family. We went and saw him. Great show. Played for like two and a half hours, and then we were there for another week. But that was the reason we went. We went to see Billy Joel. So, you know, big, big fans. But that's okay. We're, we're, we're doing a little education right now. So besides uh, piano, do you play uh, guitar, any other instruments? What else? In fourth grade, I um, started playing the violin. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really like, I don't know if it was the, either the teacher or the instrument, yeah. but like it didn't grab my interest as piano did. All right. So I kind of stopped there. I might continue it. it depends. That's good. Uh, do you game a lot? Are you a gamer? Yes, I do game a lot. What do you play? Call of Duty. Oh, really? Call Apex, of Duty. And play Fortnite. Used not, to. Not anymore. It's not that good. Anymore. No. no. See, so Call of Duty. What were the others? Call of Duty, Apex, Overwatch Two, and 
There's another one. Do I need to be I aware of these games? Uh, because, you know, my, my son likes to play. Mm-hmm. We made the mistake. We bought him a Switch a couple years ago. That was not a good idea. <laughs> and now, you know, he likes the game. So is that probably... That? How old are you when you started playing Call of Duty? How many years do I have left? Do I have to worry about this? Well, I just caught the game. Okay, good. Like, so have, this year? So I have three years. Or maybe last year, because okay. I was like... During Christmas, December yeah. a little. Yeah. Okay. That's good. It's been an interesting conversation. This is the most non-sports conversation we've had so far, Carson. You know that? <laughs> no, I did not know that. I would expect... I would, well, I mean, I should expect ESPN to be sports. So. Well, we usually are. We've broke format right now. We're doing that. Um, are you the goofiest of, the, uh, of everybody here? You pretty... Uh, you, you little uh, yeah. You, everybody's shaking. Everybody's shaking yeah. their head and saying yeah. Yes. Are you? Yes. Do you like to what? what no. Uh, Nick's the goofiest. Nico is definitely. Nico. Least. Yeah, Nico and then me. Okay, that's that's. I'm just good. a little loud, so that I kind of stand out a little. Oh more yeah, you. Uh, when people hear your voice, they know it's you, huh? Yes. Okay, that sounds good. All right. Well, look, this has been fun. Um, if I gave you the playoffs this weekend, would you have any idea who's going to win these games or no? No. All right, I'm not going to waste my time. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Carson, anything we're leaving out here before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I think this was a really good talk. Like, for all my friends, this was super fun because we just came out of school, too, so some of us are in our school uniforms. Yes. But, I, like, nothing else I can add. This was basically a dream come true for me, and this was super cool to, exper- to experience this with my friends, talk about – not just sports, but all, all sorts of things, you know, just our daily lives and stuff, getting to know you, Steve, you know. Honestly, they informed me about you, like, right before. I had listened to ESPN 600 before. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll listen to it on my way to school. Yeah. And I would never really think I would be here on ESPN 600, especially with awesome. my friends. Well, you did a great job. I got to tell you, you were perfect. You, you, you impressed me. I was not expecting not just uh, you being fearless, but you had good questions, good follow-up questions. You handled the FOSS like a champion. And uh, I'm excited for you. If you want to do this as a career, um, I'll try to talk you out of it. But if you don't listen to me, I think you do a great job of uh, being a sports radio host someday. So I was very impressed with you, Carson. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this job, it looks super cool. I don't think it. I don't think it's as hard work as you say it is, but... No, stick around. You know what? Uh, how about this? You can, everybody can leave, and you'll stay with me until 7 o'clock and see if you feel the same <laughs> way when we're wrapping it up. How's that? All right. We'll, we'll see. There you go. We'll we'll see. See. Listen, hey, come back and see us anytime. We'll see if we can get all of you to go to the UTEP game together. That would, that's what we need to do. We need to make a UTEP field trip, and, uh, and Adrian and I need to take all of you to, your, uh, to uh, their first UTEP game. You've been to a UTEP game before. Yes, so. I've been basketball and football. I'm not surprised. Your parents have done a great job. and uh, Not to say your other parents haven't done. They have. They just, we got to get this UTEP thing going. We got to start the UTEP. Uh, you know, we got we to gotta, we gotta get them converted, right? Yeah, UTEP fan club. We'll indoctrinate them to UTEP. All right, great job. Hey, uh, you want to send us to our fi- our final break before we wrap up our second hour, Carson? Since we're we're going to be leaving you here. All right, end of fi- end of hour two. Let's head to the break. There you go. All right, it's the start of hour number three here on Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody, along with Steve Kaplowitz. I'm Adrian Broadus. Time to jump back out to our phone lines and welcome on one of our regulars who joins us from time to time talking some Conference USA basketball and specifically some Rice basketball as both the UTEP men and women look to take on the Owls of Rice this weekend in college basketball. Uh, Matthew Bartlett, he is the man out at the roost. Uh, That is your number one source for Rice Sports News. 
news. You could check them out on Twitter at the Roost. That's at the Roost on Twitter, and then check them out online at theroost.com for all their great content as well. They cover all sorts of rice sports. And uh, joining me right now is Matthew here on the phone lines. Matthew, what's going on? Thank you so much for the time today. Happy Friday. Man, I tell you what, I'm changing my business cards to the man. I like that. Glad to be with you, as always. (laughs) Well, it's great to talk to you. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the first. Let's start off on the women's basketball side of things, because the Miners uh, on the women's side, they've won five of their last six games. They're heating up right now. They're 11-3, and and they have a 6-0 and record at home this year. Rice has struggled out of the gate in Conference USA, and we talked about this early uh, this week on Sports Talk, but we were wondering, what's going on with Rice early on in the season? Is it kind of like a UAB situation on the men's side where you have all this talent, just haven't been able to win some of these games in conference play to start things off? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. The I was talking with somebody the other day trying to explain it, and for any of your listeners that have watched Space Jam, it kind of feels like that moment where the aliens came in and the Monstars stole all the talent because yep. this team started 9-0, and they beat Texas A&M, they beat TCU, they beat Houston. They did something that no one has ever done in program history, and that includes a team a couple years ago that had Nancy Mulkey, who was eight foot tall, and a WNBA draft pick in Erica Agumake. So, so for them to start 9-0 and and then struggle and, and, and come out of the gate in, in one of their first five conference games, it just – it doesn't make any sense, and I've seen the games, and I still can't kind of piece them together. Something that was clicking is clearly not. So it's a lot of, a lot of angst and confusion around South Maine right now. Well, I would say this, uh, when it comes to Rice basketball, they actually beat the Miners earlier this year, 62-53. So for the Miners, it's kind of up to them to try to write this record on their end to try to prove uh, you know, to Rice that they can actually win at home against the Owls who beat them earlier this year. Yeah, that was uh, Rice's lone conference win so far. So if, if nothing else, uh, hopefully if a, a familiar face on, on that end will be good for Rice. We'll see. What is the key for Rice? I mean, I mean, when you look at this UTEP game coming up, um, this is something where, you know, for the Owls, they want to get back to their winning ways and they want to kind of try to turn the corner here early into conference play. What's the key for success uh, against the Miners tomorrow? It's defense. It's, it's what worked and it's the reason they beat the Miners. Last time, that was on, on New Year's Eve, if I'm remembering correctly, that game. Yeah, and if I'm just kind of looking through. If you look through the, the big wins that they had at the end of non-conference play, A&M scored 58 points. TCU scored 58 points. Uh, the game against UTEP, UTEP scored 53 points. You look at their conference losses, they've allowed 74, 79, 79, and 85. And, and that's really been what it is. This team is... They play faster than Rice teams of old. I think Lindsey Edmonds has changed that when she's coming as a coach. But, you know, when you play fast and you don't execute well, that can leave you vulnerable on the other side. And they have not clicked on that side of the court the past couple weeks. And if UTEP can get into a groove and start scoring, uh, particularly getting in the inside where teams have had some success against Rice, then it gets to kind of the spiral situation they've had in the last couple of weeks. So they got to play defense. 
and they got to be strong on that side of the court. UTEP takes on Rice tomorrow in, in uh, women's basketball. That one tipping off noon local time out at the Haskins Center, uh, and that one will be streamed on Conference USA TV. I, I hate the scheduling, Matthew. I mean, the fact that this game is at high noon here local time, and uh, you look at the Rice game on the men's side, that one tips off at 1 o'clock. So uh, as far as scheduling goes, it's kind of inconvenient if you're a minor fan. Well, they've and they've always overlapped them, right? That with the men and the women, so it's 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 hard to juggle both. I can't remember many days where they'll have a one one game in the the afternoon and one game in the evening. I mean, I guess it makes sense from a travel perspective, but I mean, I don't know how many people are watching CUSA basketball on a Saturday afternoon, but maybe, maybe we'll see. But, but they'll have the new media deal coming out in next year, and I think a lot more on ESPN Plus. Maybe that changes things, but you just never know. We're talking with Matthew Bartlett right now. He is the director at the Roost. Uh, let's go over and talk some men's college hoops right now. On the men's side of things, uh, UTEP is nine and seven, two and three in conference play. Meanwhile, the Owls of Rice are eleven and five and two and three also in the league. Now, when you watch uh, and what the Owls did recently, uh, that that close loss uh, to the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders, and you just look at this season so far for Rice, Matthew. It's it's kind of been up and down they they definitely beat the miners you know earlier this year at utep's home floor 72 67 uh but give me your uh, initial thoughts going into this game after the owls have dropped back to back yeah so th- they lost two of their first three games right did by 35 points and it was just kind of shaking their heads like what and then they won 10 of 11 and took texas to overtime in Austin and, and probably should have won that game if they get a leaner to go in at the buzzer. The, the last couple weeks they've had uh, against Louisiana Tech, they went to overtime. They had a, a miracle half-court shot that went in against Middle Tennessee this week. They had a, a buzzer-beating three that didn't go in. So uh, it, it most recently it's kind of been playing consistently. The past couple years it was just trying to figure out if this team that shoots a lot of threes can play defense. And we've seen at times this year – yeah, particularly with Cam Sheffield, kind of a combo forward, can do a couple things. He's been fantastic, and the defense has been there, and they started out really, really strong. Middle Tennessee was shooting like 30% or, or, or worse, made zero threes in the first half, and then they just, I, I think head coach, head coach Scott Perra called it atrocious defense in the second half, which is not good when your head coach is that strong about how things were going. So that's what it was, and and, you know, it's kind of what they got to do. Now we know they can do it. Now they just have to do it for a full 40 minutes. And they haven't done that for a couple of weeks, and it was resulted in back-to-back close losses. You know, as far as playing a full 40 minutes, I understand how difficult that is when you're playing that Thursday-Saturday format in conference play. It wears on you. And uh, for the Owls, I look back to that, um, you know, that New Year's Eve game against the Miners when they went on the road here to El Paso, and they they pretty much dominated probably for, what, 38 of the 45 minutes, knowing that that one went into overtime. They they definitely dominated in that matchup. And I'm upset I wasn't actually there to watch Max Fiedler, uh, but when I got a chance to watch the replay, of that entire game I was just so impressed by him he every every time I get a chance to watch him I'm more impressed by his passing abilities as a big man and he's just involved in so many different plays what what has he meant to this team I mean and this is not wearing a homer hat at all he might be the best passer in the country and I think that's something that 
you see his assist numbers, but then he he had one against Middle Tennessee where he went behind the back and was a perfect feed into the lane. And then ended up in an easy layup. He just the way that he can distribute the basketball is is incredible. And you know, you think you forget about when you you want to score points on off, offense, right? That's the goal. But getting someone who can get the ball to the right guy is such an underrated key part in, in a, for a basketball team. And he does that. And that's the reason why the Rice offense goes. If you just had a bunch of good shooters not getting open shots, it's less effective. When you, hand, when you can hand Quincy Oliveri or Travis Evie, you know, three feet, three yards of space between them and the nearest defender, those three balls go in a lot more often and the offense looks a lot better. When it comes to this team as well, and you touched on Oliveri, uh, Travis Evie as well, I-, I was looking at some of the advanced numbers from Ken Palm. Uh, again, Fiedler's numbers just really jump out at me. 75% true uh, effective uh, field goal percentage, and then 72% true shooting percentage, which is actually top five in the country in both those categories right there. Fiedler is just the secret good guy that you can have on your team, and when you talk about a talented backcourt like Olivari and and Evie, no wonder they gave UTEP fits in that first game. Yeah, and they've even won games this year. Now that the defense is kind of picking up, they've won games where those two guys aren't shooting well. It, 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 it's been for a while like, man, they better make 10 threes between them where Rice isn't going to win. And now they can win games where they're not making 10 threes. And that's scary because these are guys that can go off and make, I mean, I think they both have games where they made six each. So when everything works, it it looks really good, man. Okay, we did not talk about this off air. I should have brought this up off air so we could have talked uh, <laughs> talked about this. But I'm happy. Let, let's just talk about it right now. Uh, head coach Scott Para and UTEP's uh, coaching staff got into it last game. I, I don't know if you saw this, the saw the same thing that I did or heard about it on on your end. But uh, when you got a chance to watch him, the, the two were just jabbing at each other left and right. What what is it about Para against uh, UTEP coaches? Because I remember a couple years ago, same kind of situation ended up happening with the Terry staff here at UTEP? I don't I don't think it's a UTEP thing. I think it's just a, it's a pair of thing with how he coaches. He, you know, you've seen, I think it's maybe kind of becoming more commonplace in college sports today to, you know, wear the blazer and, and kind of take it all, all in stride and, and be stoic. And, and Para is the opposite of that. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He is probably the most animated coach that I've ever covered. Um, he's yelling the full 40 minutes, sometimes at his own players. Like, he is just invigorated the whole time. And he will go and calm down after the fact. But uh, who knows at this point? He, he's the kind of guy that is, is fired up all the time. Uh, and it, it seems to work for his team. So uh, something's going right. But, yeah, who knows? I, I mean, like it. I don't know if he's making any friends out there. We need to have more rivalries like this. That's that's what I was trying to get at here, Matthew. I was trying to say that UTEP needs more things like this. We we need more uh, rivalries out there. And I get it. Rice is leaving Conference USA. But still, I, I like these kinds of things. Hey, the more emotion and, and kind of fire you can have, in a sporting event, the better it is for everybody. So I call you on that. Hey, what do you think about Conference USA so far, Matthew? Because uh, Conference USA, you've seen it so far with the Owls. They go and beat Western Kentucky on the road. They beat the Miners like we talked about on the road. Dropped the last two games, but in very close fashions. You talk about an overtime loss to La Tech and a three-point loss to Middle Tennessee. 
Yeah, I think conference as a whole is is interesting because it's still kind of shaping out to be a one-bit league more than likely. But I, I feel like the kind of the gap is kind of closed maybe between UAB, now FAU apparently, in North Texas. And then that kind of middle tier of the, the league is getting deeper. I, I always kind of laughed in past years where, you know, the coach would say, well, you know, it's Conference USA. Anybody can beat anybody when, like, the bottom five teams in the league were just terrible. <laughs> That's but right. It, 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 I mean, that was the truth. You, it, But I feel like the middle class, and I guess it happens when you have 11 teams, right, instead of 14 or something like that. But I felt like the, that middle group, there's not really many teams that, I mean, FIU took FAU to the wire the other night. But I feel like this is maybe one of the deeper Conference USA leagues in basketball that we've seen in, man, quite a while. I think so as well. Again, we're talking right now to the director at the Roos. He's Matthew Bartlett joining us here on Sports Talk as we continue. Tomorrow's game tips off, by the way, 1 o'clock local time. You can listen to it right here, 600 ESPN El Paso. We'll have the countdown to tip off coming up at 1230 tomorrow. Uh, hey, Matthew, thanks for all the great time today, and I really appreciate your your time here. I do have one other question for you before we let you go. Um, want to ask you the keys to victory for the Owls. What What is in your opinion, keys to victory for tomorrow against the Miners? Man, I want to see the, the same team play two halves. That's that's really what I'm looking for. And I think I'm going to go, I mentioned him earlier, Cameron Sheffield on the next side. He's kind of been, you know, he doesn't have the, the flash that some of the three-point shooters Rice has, and he, he's not shown up on high, highlight reels like Fiedler. But when he plays well, he's really become kind of the glue guy that if you see somebody – this weekend that plays 38 minutes, it's going to be him because he just kind of holds everything together on both sides of the court. He's a great defender, and he's kind of coming coming alive on, on the offensive side of the ball as well, a great rebounder. So it kind of what I'm looking for is, is, is him specifically just kind of being the catalyst to keep everybody mellowed out and, and consistent for 40 minutes because, man, a tale of two halves what we've seen recently, and it's led to – throwing a three up and I'd rather not have to rely on one second shot one last second shot to kind of hold things over hey I can't thank you enough thanks again for joining us Matthew you take care and uh, we'll talk again uh, very soon all right always y'all take care thanks for having me that's Matthew Bartlett joining us from The Roost. You can check him out on Twitter, at The Roost on Twitter, and also check him out online, the number one sports for Rice Sports News, at theroost.com. We're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, more sports talk right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.